time. Amen? And boy, that is true. And I like that last verse they sing there. It seems like sometimes we wonder, where's he at, where's he at? But then here he comes. Amen. Amen. Praise God. He knows best. Amen. Luke chapter 22 in your Bibles. We're going to look at verse 39. Once you've gotten there, go ahead and stand to your feet. That way I know you've got it. And uh, we'll reverence God's word uh, this morning. Uh, I'm going to read from verse 39 down to verse 53. uh, And then we're going to kind of preach kind of in between here. Uh, the Lord to help me, and uh, hope that uh, we can get a blessing. I said to Christy, I was talking to her before we left the house, and I mentioned to the men in the prayer room, I believe with all of my heart, this message uh, will help every single one of us in our life individually, and will help this church if we'll grab hold of it. And uh, I hope that uh, uh, with with what I've learned and, and uh, what God uh, can do that uh, we'll be able to be just not hearers of the word but doers amen, amen. and amen. I pray that it can be a lot I believe it can change our life I believe it can change your no matter where you are this morning no matter how long you've been saved I believe this message can can change your life if uh, you'll grab hold of it and uh, I believe there's a lot of truth in it that can help us And I just pray that that's exactly what will take place. But here's what it says. I think everybody's there. Luke chapter 22 in verse 39. It says, And he came out and went as he was wont to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou will be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer... And was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. And said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. And while he yet spake, behold, a multitude. And he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them, and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? When they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said unto the chief priest and captains of the temple and the elders which were come to him, Be ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves? When I was daily with you in the temple, ye stretched forth the hands against me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, God, thank you for the opportunity we have to open your word this morning. Father, I thank you for those that have gathered here. Father, Lord, we have come with a purpose, and that's to hear from you, God. Lord, as we open your word, Father, as... Uh, Lord, we begin to expound upon the truth out of your word, God. I pray that, Lord, you would, Lord, help me. The things that I've learned this week, God, I pray that you would just give me 
a memory, Father God. Give me a soundness of mind. Give me uh, the ability to, Lord, just be used of you to, Father, deliver a message that, Father, will give us help in the days to come for the rest of our life, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. You know where we are in the passage. Um, you understand, and I think everybody does, for the most part, Jesus is on his way. It will not be long. He'll be at Calvary. Uh, he is about to be betrayed by Judas. And what's interesting here is the last thing that we see him do is he gets with his disciples and he goes to Gethsemane. He goes to a place that uh, he was very familiar with. It was a place he went often. We know Judas knew exactly where he was at when he went to go get him that day. And uh, it was a place where he would go, a place of solitude, and he prayed. He prayed there. I believe this. I believe with, with all of my heart, Jesus was under extreme pressure at this point. Can you imagine him knowing, being God, knowing what was about to come, knowing Scripture had to be fulfilled, knowing and realizing uh, the will of the Father and wanting to accomplish that and being obedient to that, but yet still, Brother Richard, he's under, he's, he's still, he's man. He's God robed in flesh, but he's carrying that, that, that flesh of man, the weight and the pressure, Brother Jason, at this point in his life. In John's gospel, it says that he went to the brook of Kidron. And I wanna, I'm mentioning these things to lay a little groundwork, some things we're just learning, uh, some things throughout this week about this. Uh, and it mentions here, of course, it says, you know, they went to the Mount of Olives. He, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. This is where he was at. Uh, this, this Kidron, this place, it, it, here's the, the definition, place of sadness. It's what it's defined as. I'm going to get to Gethsemane in just a second. But a place of sadness. And yet that place of sadness was where this garden, it was Gethsemane. And Gethsemane means this. It means oil press, or it means olive press. So he's at a place, Chase, where the pressure is on. It's as if he's being pressed, as if you would, you would think of an olive press, if you know anything about that, and, and, and he was pre being pressed in such a fashion during this particular time. I want to say this to you, there are times in our life that God will put you in a press. you got to realize something, he knew exactly, God knew exactly, he had to go through this. There was no enjoyment in it whatsoever. Ahead of him was pain, sorrow, suffering, and yet there are times in our Christian life, understand, believer, that there will be times God is going to put you in the press. Amen. You're going to have to go through it. And I'm going to show you, with, with the help of the Lord, some things. And, and, and for, the, for you young people, for the children, they really have no idea at this point what I'm talking about. Thank God. But there's coming a day they will if they continue to live for God. 
You teenagers, you young adults, you may to an extent have have felt pressure in your life, but I'm telling you right now, anybody that's going to live for God, any church that's going to serve God in today's time, we will have to go through Gethsemane. We are going to have to experience a pre- I'm talking pressure. I- I'm talking, has there ever been a time in your life that the pressure was so, it was so heavy you did not think you would make it through? For many of us in here we can say, I have. And for some of you that, that, that say, I can't quite say that, hey, just be ready. You serve God long enough, you will. Amen? When, when a situation that maybe comes into your life, it's so heavy, it's so overwhelming, that you don't think you're going to make it through. Or maybe just life in general. Life isn't easy, is it? It sure isn't easy in 2019. Not in, not in the world we live in, and yet I know we're blessed, and I know we're, we're a blessed nation, but it still doesn't make life isn't easy. But yet I'm talking, listen, I, I'm not just talking about having a rough day. I'm talking about being put in the press by God. I'm talking, hey, I'm talking about being put under such pressure that you think you cannot make it out alive. Well, here's the title of my message. With the help of God, I want to preach on this. The power of prayer when the pressure's on. The power of prayer when the pressure's on. I want to give you a few things this morning as to why it is so important. We're going to see through this passage and why it's so important to have a prayer life, why it's so important to understand how to be in touch with God and to with God, and why we need to even before we enter Gethsemane if we're going to make it through this Christian life, living for God. Number one is this, the power of prayer when the pressure is on, will save you from the temptation of quitting. It will save you from the temptation of quitting. Now let let me show you something. Look at verse 40. It says, And when he was at the place, who's he here? Jesus. Very good. He said unto them, look what he says. Pray that ye enter not into temptation. Go down to verse 46. After the, the, This is the, going into the second prayer. He says, and he said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise, and what does he say? Lest ye what? Now I believe this, and I believe we're going to see it this morning, but Brother Barth, I believe Jesus was saying, and he was speaking to them, you, your world is getting ready to get turned upside down. Listen, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but Jesus can see into the future. He could at this moment. He still can. We cannot. And he was telling Peter, he was telling those other men, you are getting ready to have your world turned upside down. And the one command he gave them was you better pray. And I believe he was talking, what temptation was he talking about? He was talking about being tempted to quit. They were getting ready to have Jesus snatch out of their hands, the one they had followed and served with, the one that was their rock, Brother Barth. They're getting ready to see him tormented and tortured and hung on a cross. And I'm telling you, we know 
know that shortly after this, what happened with Peter? He denied God. It's as if he had quit. He said, I go a fishing. Remember everything that took place? I'm telling you, I believe, Brother Jason, with all of my heart, that what he was saying was, you better pray to save yourself from that temptation that's coming for you to quit. Amen. 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 Most people, most people respond to the pressure of Gethsemane the wrong way. Me included. I'm being as honest and real to you as, as, as your preacher this morning. I'm telling you, I think this can help us. But I'm telling you right now, listen, one of, the, one of the only ways that will save you from quitting on God in serving Him is you're going to have to pray. And one of the most frequent things that we see in Christianity with Christians, Brother Barth, is when the pressure comes, they quit on God. I'm, and listen, I'm not just talking about a, a little bump in the road. I'm talking about the press. And the press, Brother Barth, you have experienced. Miss Kimberly, you're going through it. I'm telling you, your family has. Jason, your family has. My family has. Miss Lucy, this church has. I'm telling you, Chase, you will. I'm telling you, the press will come. And Aaron, I've seen it too many times. People quit on God. That is not what God wants. It is never right to quit. It's never right to let up. It's never right to back off. But that is the most frequent thing that happens when people get in to Gethsemane. And let me show you, let me show you why I believe this. And, 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 and what I've learned is in verse 45, look what it says. It says, when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them what? It doesn't just say that. Finish it. For sorrow. They had given. Here's what it was, Miss Kendall. Why pray? What's the use? Listen, hey, they knew something wasn't right. They knew he was burdened. Miss Sue, they understood. And what happens when we get into the press often? What's the use to pray? I mean, let's be honest this morning. Why pray? It's too bad. I can't do anything about it. Oh, I just, I just, there's no need to. They were under such sorrow, they didn't want to pray. They felt like there was no use. You ever felt that way? Yeah. A lot of us will quit when the pressure's on. Look, we do pretty good just kind of going through the, hey, when the days are good, we're on the mountaintop, take on hell with a squirt gun. We're ready to go. We get a little bump in the road. Maybe, hey, maybe, maybe last week there was a little bump in the road. Well, we, we get through that. But I'm talking about pressure. And I'm going to get, I said, I don't want to get too far down. I got I to pace myself here. I got a lot of ground to cover, and I don't want to put too many things in front of others and get confusing. But I'm telling you what, we, we, I'm talking pressure, and I'm going to cover the reason of some of that pressure. But I'm going to tell you what, when, when we get, I'm talking about Gethsemane, I have seen so many people quit, Brother Barth, when they reach Gethsemane. Hey, get into the right church, get under the right preaching, know it's right, see a change in their family, but then they have to enter Gethsemane and they leave. 
And you know what it is, Barth? It's this, brother. God's got them and he's direct. He's worked in their life to get them to the right church. He's got them in the right place. Hey, he knows what's best for their children, their family. But you know what happens? Then God says, okay, I'm going to put you in the press now. Because let me tell you something. Man, I don't want to get too hard ahead of myself. But there's something that comes out of the When an olive is pressed, there's oh, and oh, is precious. And God has a purpose. So he's wanting to say, Brother Jason, is listen, okay, you've done good right now. But now I'm going to start to put a little pressure on. It's for your own good. Right. It's for the good of your children. It's for the good of your life. And you know what people do? They leave. When they hit Gethsemane, they quit. They quit. Listen to me, young people. The pressure of the world. The pressure of the world, if you don't have a prayer life, will cause you to quit. Amen. 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 Listen, you ever, have you ever felt like the devil's winning and the Christians are losing? Huh? Why is it it always looks like they're winning? Why does it always look like the world's getting away with it? You know what people do? I'll just quit. What's the use? You ever gotten hurt so bad that you said, I'm just going to quit? Huh? I'm talking, hey, get, I'm talking getting hurt. You, you've got done wrong, Brother Jason, by somebody you love and you trusted. Listen, we've experienced it in this church, and I'm telling you, at that time, you're in Gethsemane. The last thing you need to do is quit. But that pressure often causes people to quit on God. Those that are close to you. Hey, get done at work. We've talked about things at work and challenges at work. And hey, you, the pressure's on and you've been done wrong and, and, and you've been falsely accused. Or maybe your family. Your family who you've loved and, and you cared for and, and you cared for them and, and everybody was staying with me but them and they walk out or they turn against you. Listen, it is a natural feeling of the flesh at that time in Gethsemane, Brother Jason, to say, I'm tempted to quit. And the only thing that's going to get you through it is prayer. Amen. It's prayer. Our prayer life is so important. Look, I'm talking when everything goes wrong. House starts to fall apart. Amen. Car falls apart. Kids are going crazy. Listen, you've tried, you're at your wits end. Hey, someone loses their job or, or, or something big happens and you go, listen, listen, it's not just a bump in the road, it's something big. Hey, sickness comes in. I'm talking things that overwhelm you. You're at a point where you're getting it from every side, Chase. And you say, I don't know if I can do this. And at that moment in Gethsemane, your flesh will say and the devil will say, then just quit. But that's the last thing you need to do. I mean, hey, you're, 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 you're saying, look, this is 2019. Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise my mission giving, or maybe you've never tithed, and I'm going to start tithing, and everything goes wrong. Right. Amen. That's right. That's right. I'm going to be more faithful to the house of God and the people of God that I've ever been, and everything goes crazy. Right. At home, it goes crazy. At work, it goes crazy. Hey, things are going crazy. I'm talking about that's Gethsemane. And many times, if you're not careful, you'll be tempted to quit. I just feel like quitting. Hear me. Hear me now, church. You make up in your mind, you're going to live for God. 
you're going to face pressure. Amen. Make up in your mind, Chase, you're going to live for God. At that job God's given you, you're going to face pressure. Amen. And the only remedy for not quitting, Brother Jason, is going to be prayer. It's going to be prayer. If we're going to finish this thing, amen, if we're going to finish with joy, hey, if we're going to leave behind a godly heritage, if we're going to see God do great things, I'm telling you, we're going to have to overcome that temptation of quitting. And I believe with all of my heart, a lot of, I'm talking God's people today are not running their course with joy. They're not even finishing because they have failed and fallen at temptation of quitting. Now understand this. Let me, let me say this. I've got to cover this. I've got a lot of ground. But understand, temptation's not sin. Just, just I want to lay a little bit of that on a side note here so you understand where I'm going Temptation's not sin. It's an invitation. Temptation is an invitation to sin. It's an enticement to get you to leave what is right and go to what is wrong. Does that make sense? All right, and, and you have to understand that, that, listen, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says he was tempted but without sin. So temp, being tempted, if you're sitting there going, my stars, everything he said I've thought of, how bad am I? Listen, we're all tempted. I don't care how long you've been in this thing, and I don't care even down the road, we're all going to be tempted. That's not the bad part. The bad part is when we give in to temptation. Amen. Amen. Because a lot, And here's where a lot of people are. They're trying to get victory over sin when they need to get victory over temptation. Because we're all tempted. And no matter how old, how mature, how new you are, no, uh, as, as a child of God, we're all tempted. This is, listen to me, and this is why it all ties in. This is why it's so important you're here today, amen. It's why it's so important to be in the house of God. Because temptation's out there, Chase. And you need to think, hey, it's why it's so important to believe this Bible, amen. When people start not to believe the Bible and not, well, I don't need to quite follow that. And is it really that bad? Is temptation really that dangerous? They will end up quitting. Listen to me. Satan is not going to offer you ruin. He's going to offer you thrills, pleasure, excitement. But in the end, it is ruin. That's the end result. Here's what I believe, Brother Barth, and after studying this, and I believe with all my heart, and while we're seeing today, the devil knows he can't get the Christian if he's truly born again and saved, but if he can get you to quit, he feels he's won. Now, the bad news is, understand we're all tempted, but here's the good news. We can have victory over the temptation every time through prayer. Through prayer, amen? We need to be prayed up. And we need to be prepared. That's what the Lord was telling Peter here. And we see, thank God for the Bible, we saw what what just happened next. Jesus could see that. He's trying to help Peter out. But Peter wasn't praying. Therefore, he didn't receive the power he needed to overcome the temptation to quit. So, the power of prayer, when the pressure's on, will save you for the temptation of quitting. Number two, it will strengthen you in the midst of agony and distress. My point's are a little bit longer, but I, wanna, I want you to understand it. The second thing it'll do for you, it will strengthen you in the midst of agony and distress. Look at verse 44. And being in agony... 
he, who's he? Jesus, prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. You want to talk about pressure? (laughs) You want to talk about feeling the press? Can you imagine our Lord Jesus Christ? And you have to understand, and we see before this, and we understand as he looked into that cup, because he said if if he he prayed, and I'm paraphrasing it, Lord, if you could take this cup. He could see, Brother Bar, he could look into that cup. He knew exactly what he was getting ready to enter in. And yet, thank God, he still did for us. Amen. Amen. You don't talk about love. But he could, listen, he was feeling the pressure of the cup. He knew what was in the cup. It was a cup of iniquity. Amen. And understand this, not a bit of it was his chase. Brother Richard, every bit of it was ours. The iniquity, imagine this, the iniquity of the world he could look into, Miss Kayla, and know that's getting ready to be poured upon me. You want to see the pressure of the world's iniquity? He could see that. He could see our hell chase. He took on our hell, God's wrath. Son, the judgment that you deserve to be cast into hell forever. He took it on the cross of Calvary for you. And he could see in there and see that. He could see my iniquity, Aaron. He could see your iniquity. He could see the iniquity of the world. He was in agony. Can you imagine having to carry that? And in verse 44, it says there that it says, uh, he, he, uh, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Now look, I'm not going to split hairs with you. I know there are some that say it was blood. Some say it wasn't. Listen, I happen to believe and I do believe that it was blood mingled with his sweat. I believe he was in such agony. And there is a medical condition that that takes place when a person is in severe agony. The the sweat is pushed through every pore of their body. Now, I know a little bit about that because when I had my heart attack on the table, they had to change my sheets twice. I was was so wet. When it hit me, Brother Jason, I'm laying there, and the pain was so excruciating. I got from head to toe, Brother Richard, I was covered in sweat. It was like somebody put a water hose on me. They had to change my sheets before they could take me back to my wife because I was soaking wet. Doesn't come close to what he was experiencing. But there is a medical condition that that blood mingles with that sweat and as those pores open, hey, it can take place. That's why when someone gets fired up and their face gets red, it's that blood coming to the surface. It's, it's that adrenaline. It's that he was in such agony. Listen, hey, I believe without a doubt that the blood of our Savior, listen, was coming out of his pores through the sweat and the agony of the cup. I believe that. Now let me just say this. This isn't a rabbit. I ain't running a rabbit. But this is a side note you need to be you need to think of. It's a whole other message, but I want to put it in here. Judas. Morgan, he was praying. He was on his knees praying. And he was praying so hard, his sweat was coming out of his pores with mingled with his blood. And when he stood up, when they came, Miss Lucy, he would have blood running down his face. And they're running in that night with him, lanterns, where's he at, where's he at? And think about this, Brother Bart, Judas came up 
is my wife. I can kiss her. But to get my point across, he came up to signify his lips touched the blood of our Savior. That saving, precious blood of Jesus. Now listen, here's the tragedy. He got so close that his lips... He touched the blood of Jesus with his lips, but never with his heart. And I'm telling you, we got people in America, we got people all over this country. All they've done is touch the blood of Jesus with their lips, but they have never touched it with their heart. I'm telling you right now, that is a scary thing. That I'm telling you, that's a message within itself. But if you think about what took place, I believe it's there. I'm telling you, we got people all across America today with their lips. They're saying, I know him. With their lips, they're making a profession. But Chase, they do not possess it. Don't have him in the heart. I thought about that woman that died with her hands on the threshold. I preached out of the book of Judges. Listen, she was so close. Uh, Jesus said, I'm the door. He is the way. And there will be people, Miss Lucy, that will die at the threshold. They will be that close to heaven and go to hell, Chase. You children, listen to me. You will not enter heaven riding on the coattails of your mom and daddy. Richard, it will be impossible, son, for you to go to heaven riding on the coattails or hiding behind this church or your mama and daddy. You'll burn in hell if you don't one day make that decision yourself. Son, you had to make a decision yourself. Roy, same for you. Nev, same for you. Whitley, same for you. No child will get in riding on the coattails of mama and daddy. We've got them all over. Thinking they're going to slide in that way. It ain't going to happen. I thought about that thief on the cross. I thought about just being close to him in the Bible, being close to him and, and, and still not getting in. You had two thieves. You had the one, praise God, he did because he believed. But you had other thief. He was right. He was as close. He was as close, Brother Jason, as the other thief to Jesus. All he cared about was himself, his benefit. If who you are, you say you are, get us down. He died and went to hell. Listen to me. He was, he, was a, he was at the same distance the other thief was. I thought about this. We've got people today that are hanging around God's people and they're lost as lost can be. They're in churches like this. I'm talking, hey, we've got field foot. There, there is no truth. But I'm talking, Miss Lucy, we're talking churches that, ha, that are preaching the truth. They're sitting in the pews, Brother Richard. They're hanging around the right preaching. They're around the right teaching. They're around those that are saved. They've seen God move. Yet they're going to die and go to hell. Because they think more about themselves than they do Jesus Christ. Then I thought about King Agrippa. When Paul witnessed as best as he could to him. He said, thou almost has persuaded me. And we've got people today, millions of people today, that have no time for Jesus. They just are not quite convinced that he's the way, the truth, and the life. My goodness. That's sobering, amen? Look at verse 41. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed. Now listen, in, in Matthew's account, we know it's in, in Mark and John 2, but it says that he fell down He under the pressure. It says, saying, Father, if thou will be being removed this cup from me, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And look here, and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven. <laughs> what does it say? <laughs> Woo! Amen. What am I saying? I'm talking about that power of prayer. 
Listen, when the pressure's on, it will give you strength change that you'll not get from anybody else. Now, I'm talking, I've tried to paint a picture of the agony he was under, and it was heavy, and there will be times you'll be under pressure. But I'm telling you, I don't care how much pressure it is, you'll never feel the pressure our Savior did. And even in the time of the worst pressure we could ever even recall or think of, we find in the Word of God, God sent heavenly help. Amen. Amen. He sent strength. And I think this too, you notice the pressure gets worse and it gets a little hotter, and Jesus prayed. It says he prayed more earnestly. He prayed harder. Amen? Look, we will get help. We'll get strength from God when we pray under pressure. I'm talking about that pressure from the world. You young people better hear me and hear me good. This world wants to ruin your life. Amen? If you're, not, if you're not prayed up, you're going to quit on God. I'm talking about feeling like quitting. I'm talking about the pressure from the world, the pressure of feeling like quitting from trials in our life. But if we'll just surrender to the Lord and His will and pray, He'll strengthen us. There is strength found in the midst of the press. Now, in verse 41, it says he kneeled down. I just mentioned in other, other passages, it says he, he fell down, he was burdened. But then in verse 42, he was overwhelmed in verse 41. In verses 42 and 43, we see, praise God, amen, we see that an angel appear, he received strength. He, listen, he was tempted to look for the easy way out. But when he prayed, he got help from God, amen. Now understand something, what were the disciples doing? They were sleeping. And you know what happened to them? They quit because we see shortly thereafter Peter. And we also, and I ain't got time for it, but they also, they fought. That's another reaction to when we get under pressure. I heard one preacher say, uh, he, he talked about having, having a fainting and having a, um, uh, uh, fighting, fighting back. And we see what Peter did with the, eye, with the ear, but I don't have time to, to preach on that. But, but the Lord was tempted to look for an easier way out, but he prayed and he got strength. He was the one that received the strength in the extreme pressure because he was praying. And the others didn't, Brother Jason. This is why we ought to pray in the press because we get strength in times of agony and distress. Listen, there have been times in my life in serving God I've been tempted to quit. I felt like Brother Barth, I've had, I have no more strength to go on. I'm spent. I'm done. I cannot go on any further. But thank God for a prayer closet. <laughs> thank God for the privilege of prayer. And Aaron, I was able to get on my knees. And at times, I can remember one time upon my face in, in, in my living room in a loft in Virginia Beach and praying to God. And God gave me strength to continue on my way. Amen. Amen. And he'll do the same for you too. Amen. Now let me say this. I've got to put this in here before we go to the last point. This is very, very important. Hear what I'm about to, 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 to tell you and make sure you grab hold of this. Go back to verse 3 in chapter 22. This is something. Remember, we're talking about the pressure. 
We're talking about it being poured on. We're talking about what to do. We're talking about how it can save you from quitting, how it can strengthen you in the midst of the agony and distress. But I want to show you something about the time of pressure that's important. In chapter 22, in verse 3, it says, Then entered Satan into Judas, surname Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. Satan entered into Judas to come to Jesus at this very time. We know what happens here when he's praying in Gethsemane. We know what happens after, after he finishes praying. Listen, Satan, he entered into Judas for Judas to betray him. Here's what I want you to grab hold of. Hear me very good in this. You better mark it down and you better understand that in the midst of the pressure, you'll always find the adversary. Chase, at that you better believe this, that when he knows when you're getting down, he knows when you're getting wore out, and at those times you better believe he's going to run with all his might going, hey, it ain't worth it. What that preacher down there preaches, that, that little preacher preaches, hey, listen, it ain't all that. Hey, listen, you can quit now. You ain't got to keep going on. It ain't worth it. Listen, you better make sure and hear me loud and clear, church. When the pressure is on, the devil's going to show up. Right. He is going to show up. Just like he did through Judas Iscariot. There's always uh, an enemy to be found, and that's the devil. And I'm convinced that the devil will come unlike any other time in your life when you're in the press. You get in the press, Mackenzie, you get in the press, Morgan, and it may be from the world or it may be from something else, and you begin to doubt, you better believe in your mind that the devil's going to run into you telling you everything your daddy's preached to you, everything your mama said, it's not that important. Hey, I can make it. Hey, what they're telling me isn't that, that, word, it isn't that terrible. I can get past that. It isn't so serious. Hey, what they're saying isn't, a, isn't as bad as what I think it is. I'm telling you, that's the devil coming to you in the midst of the press. Amen. And the decision you make, if you'll drop to your knees and pray, he'll flee, Amen. amen. But if you don't, he'll stay there and chatter in your ear all the way through till you fall off the boat, fall off the wagon. Amen? He'll always show up. Let me give you an example. Remember Jesus was in the wilderness? <laughs> he was led of the Spirit in the wilderness. But what did he do? He fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Hey, devil didn't show up when he first entered. When did the devil show up after he fasted 40 days and 40 nights? When the pressure was on, turn this rock into bread. See what I'm saying? He's going to show up. When the pressure is great, you need to be able to recognize that. Hey, he ain't going to show up at camp meeting. He ain't going to show up at Jubilee. He ain't going to show up at Turkey Ridge Baptist Church. Now, he may try, but I, I believe what he's doing is he's lurking. He's, he ain't showing up at that men's meeting. Hey, there was so much man and God there. He wasn't going to be 10 miles from that place, but I tell you where he will do. He'll show up with you tomorrow. That's right. When you get away from all that, he will, amen. And when you get in the press, he'll show up, amen. That's when he's going to show up and begin to try to speak and whisper in your ear and convince your heart. It's when the pressure's on. He's going to show, listen, he's going to show up when you're in the wilderness place. You know when he's going to show up? When you're having a hard time with your prayer life and when you're struggling, it feels like, you know what? I'm trying my hardest to pray and I'm on my knees and I don't feel like my prayers are getting off the ground. You ever felt like that? Amen. Hey, say, listen, I know I'm supposed to pray. I know I'm supposed to make time to pray, preacher. And you pray. And while you're praying, you got thoughts coming in your mind. Where did that come from? 
Amen. Or you open your Bible up and, hey, God, speak to me. Uh, show me something. You read this nothing but words on a page. And okay, I'm supposed to read, but I've got to go. Here's a time I've got to set aside. I've got to go to work. You open it back up at evening. You try to read some more. It's not making sense. Maybe a day goes by, a week goes by. I'm searching. It's not making sense. That's when the devils will come to you, Jason. Hey, it ain't that important, Jason. You don't need to read your Bible, son. It's all right. You can serve God without all that. Don't let the preacher make you believe that. I'm telling you, that's when he's coming. Amen. When you're in the press, it's when you're under pressure. When you're feeling the pressure of your marriage and it ain't going right, he's going to show up. When you're feeling the pressure of your finances, you've doubted everything, hey, that's when he's going to show up. When you're, when you're feeling the pressure of life, you're feeling the pressure of a job. Hey, listen, when, when you say, listen, I'm trying, I've done everything I can. Uh, God, I, I've tried to live for you and, and, and all I keep getting is a raw deal. This has happened and this has happened and this has happened and I've tried this and I've stayed on my feet but I think I'm just going to quit and the devil will say, exactly. But I'm trying to live for him as a young person. I'm trying to wait for the right one. I'm trying not to just marry any Joe Schmo that comes along. Or I'm just not going to marry some girl because she's pretty. But I want one that loves God. And I've waited long enough. Hey, listen, the devil will come say, that's right. Go find you one. But I'm telling you, pray, amen. Because you're in the press. And you may not want to be there and you may not like it, Brother Jason, but you're a whole lot better off in the press than you are in the world. Amen. 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 Why? Because if you'll just pray and believe, He'll strengthen you. Amen. God strengthened Jesus. Now here, here's the thing. Get this. He strengthened Jesus before the devil showed up. <laughs> Amen. Amen. If you'll look at it, he was, in, he was in great agony. But he prayed, he submitted to the will of the Father, and he got strength, and then the devil showed up. See how important it is to pray? Amen. 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 I believe the order. You may get in Gethsemane if you ain't praying. The devil's going to show up. You better be prayed up because it may be the very source of your strength to keep you from quitting. Amen. Amen. We'll pray. God will strengthen us in the midst of agony and distress. The power of prayer when the pressure's on will save you. Listen to me. It'll save you from quitting. Listen, it'll strengthen you in the midst of agony and distress. And here's my third point. We'll be done. The power of prayer when the pressure's on is God will show you things you never would have learned any other way. And we may not like that. But that's the truth. There will be things you're going to have to learn going through Gethsemane that you'll never learn in your Christian life any other way. Listen to me. There, I'm going back to the press now and to oils. There's an anointing found in the press. It can't be found anywhere else. Remember what I said Gethsemane stands for? Oil press. When they would take those olives, they would take those olives, Brother Jason, they would press those olives. And when they applied the pressure, it's through that pressure, oil was extracted. And that oil was precious. 
It was precious. What does oil typify in the Bible? What is an example of and a picture of? Holy Spirit. Listen to me. There are times, Miss Sue, the only way for you to experience that sweet touch of God and the Holy Spirit upon your life and in the power of Him moving is to have to go through Gethsemane. Amen. If we'll learn to pray in the press, God will use that pressure to allow for the Holy Spirit to teach us things we never would have learned any other way. Ain't that something? This is why, listen, we need to rejoice. Don't get, if that will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah's everlasting strength. In Isaiah chapter 34, 3 and 4, listen, understand me. Listen, we've got to make sure we, get our, we don't get our eyes off of Jesus and put them on the problem. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus. Listen to me. There are things the Lord will not show you on the mountaintops. I like the mountaintops. I, I, I like, hey, I want, we need to go to Jubilee. We need to go to camp meetings. We need to go to those men's meetings. We need, I like the mountaintop services when, praise God, the Lord's working. But there are things you'll never learn on that mountaintop that you only learn down in that valley in the press. God's going to show you things, Brother Jason, through the press that you'll never learn anywhere else. Amen. In the midst of the storms and the dark times of our life in the valley. And listen to me. You're not going to experience those blessings if you quit on him. Amen. Amen. You know what we've got today? We've got so many people, Brother Barth, walking out on God when they feel a little bit of pressure. And they're robbing themselves of blessing upon blessing, Miss Kayla. Pressure from family, pressure from the world. Pressure of the mind, pressure of the devil, all those things. Listen, some of the most pivotal moments for Old Pass Baptist Church have been when we went through the press. Amen. Some of the most pivotal moments in my life in pastoring this church, for us as a family, we had to go through the press. We had to go through Gethsemane. Amen. We had to go through Gethsemane. Look, this is, this is a little one, but something you all can relate to. We experienced last week with the rock <laughs> in the line. Hey, pressure was on. <laughs> we're looking at $1,200, and we're trying to save every penny we got. We don't want to spend it on things. What do we do? I, Jason, pray. Let's pray. We prayed. God answered. Amen. Amen. Listen, we'd have never been able to rejoice God like we have. Every time I drive over that parking lot, I'm going to thank him. Because I know what's under there. Amen. I'd have never learned that on the mountaintop. Had they just dug right through and went right in, we got hooked up. Hey, we, hey we'd have started this project and, and, and got it done within how many ever days they say it is on some normal project. You know, we'd be like, okay, we're in, whatever, hey, but I'm going to tell you what, we will be, th- I'm going to tell you what, it will be a shouting time, amen, amen. when we get in that building, hallelujah. Amen. We've been through Gethsemane. Right. But you know what? I don't regret it. Amen. 
He's extracted some oil. He's grown you spiritually. He, hey, he, he's grown you. He, he's, he's anointed you. He's, he's strengthened you. Amen. Faith is, going, faith is needed. Why is faith needed? Because here's the deal. Hey, look at me. Here's the deal. Here's why it's so important to have faith. Because most of us, I can probably say all of us, want to run from Gethsemane. We don't want to go there. I'm going to go there, Brother Jason. You want God's touch on your life? You want the power of God on your family? You have to go through Gethsemane. Amen. I want the touch of God upon this church, my family, my life. Oh, Brother Barth, we, we've prayed over that. Uh, the, other, the rest of you in here in your families, in your homes, you want to see God do great things at Old Pass Baptist Church? It's going to take a price. We're going to have to pay a price. It's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take suffering. But it requires faith. And if we'll just have faith and submit to God, I'm telling you what, the oil that comes out of that, that precious, that precious ointment that came, that was extracted when the pressure's on, listen, the precious memories and the, the faith that is built and the walk we have with God will be much greater than anything this world can offer and what we ever would experience if we never went through Gethsemane. Amen. Think, think back just for a moment. If you've lived for the Lord for any amount of time, it's when you were under the most pressure, you had nowhere to turn, and you just trusted God and prayed, and the Holy Spirit of God delivered. Amen? Think about the things He's shown you. Think about things that's running through your mind right now that He showed you in Gethsemane. Amen? Look, I know there'll be times that it looks like the devil's winning. And, and, and it, 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 in the day we're in, you, it seems like it. But, and, and, and I thought about this in verse 53. Look what it says in, in the end of the verse. He says, well, uh, he says there, this is your hour and the power of darkness. He ends verse 53 as the Lord's speaking to them. Hey, the, there are days and it looks like the world's winning, but praise God, there's coming a day. This is their hour. But there's coming a day, it's going to be all about Jesus. Amen. 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 It's going to be our hour. Amen. Right. Our eternity. Amen. It's going to be everything we fought for and prayed for, the tears we shed, and the sacrifice you made. And because you girls didn't quit, because you young people didn't quit, because you family stayed at it, you stuck in there. Amen. Hey, we'll have our day. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. They may be having their hour now, but our day's coming. Praise God. Amen. Morgan, come to the piano. There's going to be, listen, there are going to be times we're going to have to enter the press. And if we'll just understand how important it is for us to pray and trust God and surrender, God will accomplish great things in our life. Amen? Amen. There.